It's the Dogcast, episode number 307. The Bulldogs head to Lexington to take on the Wildcats of Kentucky. I think I'll have a couple of fingers of bourbon. of the Dogcast is supported by Stitcher Smart Radio, offering the Stitcher mobile app. With Stitcher's free app for mobile phones, listeners can get the latest episodes of the Dogcast along with thousands of other podcasts on demand without downloading or syncing. The free Stitcher Smart Radio app can be found in the iPhone and Android app store or at stitcher.com slash dogs. And we're back, dog fans. It's episode number 307. It's the Dogcast. We're back in the bunker. We are tanned, rested, and ready. After the open date, it's time to get back to real football, SEC football, old dog. And we're taking on the big, bad Kentucky Wildcats in Lexington. I know... you're going to have to wait a week for real football. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Come on now. I mean, Come on. Because, because playing Kentucky is – we would be better off playing their basketball team. Do and you, actually, I think their basketball team would have a better chance at beating us. Do you think that Kentucky is worse than Auburn? Which Who's worse, yeah. Auburn or I Kentucky? Think, I think Kentucky is worse than – who were the flakes we beat up on? Western Atlantic, Florida? No, no. Buffalo and Florida Atlantic. Okay. I think Kentucky's worse than both of those teams. You think they're worse than Buffalo? Yeah, I hope so. Well, you know what? They're... <laughs> you might be right. Buffalo was no pushover. <laughs> so the Bulldogs taking on Buffalo. I mean, well, I'm sorry. Kentucky, uh, old dog. What do you think about uh, so so? What, tell me, what do you think about the game this weekend? What are the keys to the victory, old dog? Showing up. <laughs> there it is. And we and this is one of these weeks where we really need to look ahead. And we need one of the things I wanted to bring up is Jarvis Jones does not even need to get on the plane. Really? To go to Kentucky. You, he needs to, they need to check him into St. Mary's Hospital for the weekend and put him in traction. Because he, <laughs> and, and in all seriousness though, it, if you look at the South Carolina game, which we don't want to talk about much, but he was not himself. He was not the player that he was against Missouri. Right. And right. he's been fighting a growing injury all year and he's got a sprained ankle. Why in the world would anyone with any sense even think of playing him against a team like Kentucky when we are going up the next week against, and and I know this is going to hurt you deeply, the number two BCS team in the nation in Will Muschamp's Florida Gators? Well, two things on that, old dog. First of all, We've got to do, I mean, the coaching staff, Coach Rick, Coach Bobo, Coach Grantham, we've got to do everything we can do as an organization 
to keep Joker Phillips off balance. I mean, why are we going to tip our why are we going to tip our hand and give a guy a day, a weapon like Joker Phillips any kind of you know hints or you know any kind of help in his game planning strategy? I mean, we got to keep him off balance, dude. Yes, that's that's because, why we're hinting I around. Am sure, because I am sure <laughs> that, that Kentucky's game planning would change if they knew if Jones was playing or not. And speaking of being off balance, not only do they have Joker Phillips, but they have the lunatic Randy Sanders as their <laughs> offensive coordinator. Joker Phillips, Randy Sanders, and their quarterback, and I think I think the quarterback this week is actually a fan who won a sweepstakes. I think they pulled his name out of a hat or something, or they had some kind of lottery, and it's just like a fan. They're just going to suit up a fan at quarterback this week. I mean, this is in really all all week and a half the talk has been, and, and it's really actually been disgusting about, you know, the first six games for our defense were a fluke. Uh, you know, we got to get back on track. You know, our mistakes have been miscommunication and blown assignments. You and know, and say, rust. Don't forget you know, rust. You know, Rambo's you rusty. That, right. You say that shit after the first game. Not the second, not the third, not the fourth, and not the fifth. All right, so we all so, agree then. You know, I, I, our defense. This is our chance. This is the time for our de- Our defense needs to come out again and dominate, like we did against Vanderbilt. And they need to dominate the rest of the season if we have any hope of winning the rest of our games. And one key. And I'm going to ask you a question, and the way I phrase it, you're probably going to know the answer. But how many sacks do you think our front three have in the first half of the season? Not enough. The answer is zero. Yeah, I know. No pressure at all from up the middle. None. None. Kwame Gathers, Kwame Gathers is MIA. Uh, the Motel 6. I mean, Motel 6 is, you know, you remember last year we – more 50% of the plays run against our defense last year were for zero or for negative yards last year. Yeah. And a big reason for that was uh Big John Jenkins and Kwame Gathers anchor in the middle. This year we're just not getting that presence in the middle. And and I don't know why. I really don't know why. <laughs> because they're not because they're not playing shit. That's why. Yeah, I know, but why, you know, why, well, why there, the regression? Couple, That's what couple, I don't understand. There are a couple theories. And, and I'm going, and I'm going with the young kid, big head. Uh, you know, everybody on our defense is a first round draft pick, gonna be all pro in the NFL. And I, I really think in a lot of cases they're playing not to get hurt. And you think maybe, okay, so you don't, you don't think it's, uh, playing, you, you think it's playing not to get hurt, not, They've just pulled up because they think they can phone it in and, st- and still get it done. No, I, I don't think that. I think they're actually playing not to get hurt. And if they're doing that, then their draft status is going to drop down because you've got to be on a, you've got to show some stats and you've got to be able to stop. Just being big and strong doesn't cut it anymore. Yeah. And the more your team wins and the better stats your team has, the more you're going to look good with these draft guys on film. I mean, 
they're going to see, they're going to look and see if you're putting out a hundred percent. And quite frankly, I don't think our guys are. Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what the problem is. I'm not prepared to, to go down the path of, uh, calling their effort into question or, you know, I, I don't know what it is. Hell, I know enough to know I don't know, but I know that it ain't damn working. Whatever it is, it just ain't working. But um, I do think that this week, I think this Kentucky game is a week that we need to be to be working on things in real time, be fixing things in real time. I do agree with holding out the predator number 29, Jarvis Jones. But, um, you know, things on special teams, things on defense, things with our running game, things with our offensive line. We need to be making, we need to be fixing things in real time. And old dog, I want to get back to this number two in the BCS thing, the Will Must Champ, Coach Boom Gators. Clearly, you've not read chapter 17 in the Operation Overlord Death from Within handbook that was presented to Derek Dooley and Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart upon their, you know, leaving leaving the folds of the program. And don't, don't forget Brian Van Gorder. Yes, it's Brian Van Gorder. Who, who, who right now is the only one doing his job. <laughs> who is shutting shutting Auburn down. Auburn is a dumpster fire right now. Uh, yeah. Giving up. Yeah, you know, God, how many yards did they give up to Ole Miss, man? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that well, before the Ole yeah. Miss game. But um, uh, Will Muschamp, following Chapter 17, Operation Overlord, Death from Within, uh, to the letter, which is always get your program to the highest level possible before the game with Georgia. Therefore, letting us avoid that whole, you know, the overrated chant and all that thing. We, listen, what could be more fun than taking down the number two team in the country? Death from within, buddy. Muschamp well. is right on time. He's put Florida in position for the huge fall. From the, cause from the, listen man, the bigger they are, the higher they're rated, the harder they fall, baby. Absolutely. And being the only member of this podcast that can remember when we actually used to do that kind of stuff in Jacksonville. Absolutely. Where we would go in as the underdog and topple the mighty game. And, and rip their dreams to shreds, man. Exactly. Rip their dreams to shreds. And that's, that's what I'm going for. Well, and that's what we need to get back to. But, you know, I mean, again, that's that's a show for next week. So, speaking of that, then Kentucky keys to the victory, dog fans, just show get, up, says old get, dog. Getting on the plane, having the pilot fly safe, <laughs> landing the plane, and get to the stadium on time. You know, they lost to Arkansas, forty-two to seven. I mean, they they're horrible. They're the worst team in the SEC. By a wide margin. I mean, I'm just going to say it. They are. And we know it, and they know it. There's there's none of this, uh, you know, any given Saturday. That That's just, that's not going to happen. Is that yeah. what you're, is that what you're guaranteeing our friends in Chicago? At, well, absolutely. And, and I'm telling you, if if it's even a game after the first quarter, then we are in more trouble than even you and I have imagined. <laughs> Listen, you know, we are the biggest road favorite that we've been against an SEC school, I think, in like 30 years. 
We, we're huge. Do you know what the line is on this game this week? Uh, it, I would think it'd be off the board. It's big. It's big. I don't even know what it is. I've just heard that we're the biggest road dog. I mean, we're the biggest road favorite against SEC school that we've ever been in the past 30 years. And and I'm telling you, if I'm a member of our defensive unit, I would come into that game so damn pissed off, I would be ready to eat somebody. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a game. That's all I can tell you. It's gonna be a game. Uh, I, I just, I, you know, it's not gonna be much of a game, but it will be a game. Right. And I do think it's a week that we need to fix things in real time and look forward. We need to get through without any injuries, win the game, dispatch these guys, and get on with the business of preparing for Florida, and which is always the biggest game of the year. And it appears that Coach Bobo has finally gotten his head out of his ass and has listened to the dog cast because what did he say this week? What do we need to do? We need to run the football. Yeah. He also said, I blew it. He basically, he said, his quote was, I blew it. We need to run the ball more. Yeah. And we're like, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, you know, so we'll see. I, I want to see special, you know, uh, in other news, Marshall Morgan making tweaks to his kicking motion. I like that. He says he's going to get even better. He's going to get better at short distances, better at long distances. I'm totally well, he, cool with I that. I mean, I don't think he needs to get better at long distances. Hell, he hadn't missed one over 50 yards, has he? Well, I don't think so, but I want him to get better at all distances. Well, we just need somebody else to kick extra points, and he's cool. Well... We'll see about that. I, but you know, I'm just. I don't like. I don't like kickers tweaking stuff. Well, I don't. I know. mean, didn't didn't Blair Walsh tweak something? His he's a stinking year? freshman, man. Give him a break. He's working it out. All right. He's oh, working I think it out. he's fine. All right, I, all right. All I'm saying is just just throw in some scrub to kick an extra. I want listen. I also want to cover this thing about us being fans of Florida this week because I've heard yeah. I've heard from people saying that um, that. You know, this week is the week that we're Florida fans, you know, that we need Florida to beat South Carolina. So we've got to cheer for the Gators. Let me tell you something. If you know any Bulldog fans that are saying that, you need to punch them in the face. Yeah. Punch them right dead square in the face because we are never, ever Florida fans. No, and you don't have to be a South Carolina fan, but I'm going to tell you this straight up, just like I did last last week. I don't I don't want to back in to another SEC East championship. The way South Carolina beat us, I mean, that was just it, it would be it would be highway robbery if if Florida beat South Carolina and we beat Florida for us to be in Atlanta. It would be highway robbery, but what the hell are you saying? Are you we you're, we I'm should saying, just fucking decline the yeah, decline I'm, the invitation to I'm Atlanta? Let the better team go. Damn, you're freaking nuts, dude. If South Carolina loses to Florida and we beat Florida, we're going to Georgia. And, you know, I mean, hell, I'm not going to be happy about it. But, hell, we're not going to decline or anything. I mean, hell, it's not. It's, it beats well, a sharp and, stick in the eye. Well, and it, it, it is. But but I tell you, we're putting the cart way, way before well, the that's Well, because, because I'm going to tell you this flat out right now, and this is going to be my only reference to the South Carolina game. If we do not improve and play better than we did against South Carolina, if we don't improve and play better than we did the entire first half of the season, 
we're going to get our ass handed to us by Florida and Mississippi. We'll see. I, I'm not going to disagree with I mean, you, but you, I think you, we are going were, to play better. We are going to play better. We are going to play better. And this and 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 this week isn't going to tell us jack. Next yeah. week against Florida is really going to be the litmus test. And by God, the dog cast is going to be there, burning Jacksonville to the ground, one way or the other. By God, and, and I'm telling you this too. There's no, there's no. We played them close. If we don't win, then we should just forfeit the rest of the games. <laughs> old dog, I love it when you talk that crazy old dog crap. I love it. So. We got a big game. We got a big game this week against Kentucky. No, we don't. We big. don't have a big game this week. <laughs> I'm trying to make a game we out got, of it. We got a minuscule game this week. All right. So moving this on. Is, this is as close as we can. This is like having two off weeks going into the Florida game. And and I'm telling you, it is a good thing because because actually, the South Carolina Florida game is going to be tough. On Florida, win or lose. Yes. We should, I mean, we should go in fresh, ready to play, and catch a team that's, you know, they've had a pretty go of it. It doesn't matter, old dog. Operation Overlord, Chapter 18 says Florida goes down next week. I hope so. So, I want to talk about this thing. How about Lattimore possibly not playing? Definitely not starting. And possibly not playing at all for the for the Gamecocks against Florida this weekend. What does that do to South Carolina's chances? Well, obviously it decreases them tremendously, but I don't understand the whole not start but might play. Right. I mean, if if your best running back can play, then he's going to start, and he's not suspended. Why would you not start him? Right. He either can play or, or, or he can't or you play. Think or do you think this is, is this is OBC trickery? Just like just like see <laughs> like Rick's trickery with Jarvis Jones. I, I think it might be some trickeration on the on the part of the old ball coach. You know, the, I, the head I, ball coach. You know, I, I really don't know. I'm telling you, I really don't I don't think it matters much who Florida has in <laughs> I mean, who South Carolina has in it running back. I don't think they're gonna run on Florida. You know, I saw a quote today from the old from the head ball coach. I don't know if you saw this or not. It's actually not a real quote from uh, Spurrier, but I still thought it was funny. Uh, Bernie tweeted it on Twitter where he said that uh, head ball coach, anticipating the SEC schedules being released today, anticipates that South Carolina will play LSU, Alabama, and Missouri, and Georgia will be scheduled to play Kentucky eight times next year. <laughs> It is, it is kind of interesting, and it does, as, you know, so many, so many things do. What goes around comes around. Uh, next year's schedule, kind of a bizarre twist that we go to Auburn two times in a row. LSU comes to Athens, and basically, South Carolina has the, has the schedule that we had this year. Yes. Yes, and speaking of schedules, let's talk a little bit about the 2013 Georgia football schedule, in case you haven't seen it. It's out today. We open up at Clemson. We sweep the state of South Carolina weeks one and two back to back. South Carolina back in its original, back in its, uh, its regular spot 
as the SEC opener, second game of the year. So next year we open up at Clemson and then South Carolina and then open date. Yeah. And then we take a little North Texas and then LSU comes to Athens. Bam, bam, just like that. Clemson, South Carolina, LSU in our first five weeks. Then we travel to Tennessee. Missouri comes to us. Then we go to Vanderbilt. And then the all-important open date before the cocktail party. Then a little App State, Auburn, Kentucky, and Georgia Tech to finish it out. There Auburn you go. And on the road at Jordan-Hare playing the War Tigers men two years in a row on the road. where the home of the water cannon. Exactly. Back-to-back. Back-to-back games at Auburn. Uh, that's kind of interesting. But, uh, you know, I'm cool. I'm cool with next year's schedule, man. I mean, but you know. I'm going to tell you how bad this game is against Kentucky. <laughs> if you have direct TV like I do, you've got to go all the way up into the 600 channels to get it. Wow. Yeah. It's just not that important of a game. See, that's why I'm trying to take the show in so many different directions just to fill the time. Hey, let's talk about that Kentucky running game. Or you want to talk about the quarterback for this week? I don't. I, I To be honest with you, I don't know a damn. I, all I know is Kentucky's horrible. You know, we know they don't have Randall Cobb anymore. That's, right. that's all He's we know for, sure. for Green Bay. Yeah, exactly. Kentucky football, feel the excitement. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm completely disinterested in the Georgia-Kentucky game. I just got to tell you. Um, we'll find out. My, my only hope is that we score over 50 points and we don't have to play any of our starters in the second half. Hmm. All right. I'm cool. I'd be cool with that. I mean, this does not need to be a Buffalo, West, Florida, South, East, Atlantic, Florida game. I mean, we don't need for Kentucky to drive on us. We don't need for the lunatic Randy Sanders to throw long bombs. We need just to, to shut them down completely, stuff them. It needs to be about 32 to 0 at the half. Yeah, and unless you think at this point in the show that we're taking Kentucky too lightly. I am. Let me just tell you, they have three true freshmen in their defensive secondary. Their defense is undersized. It's inexperienced. We should we should throw for 300 and but, run for 300. But the question is, do they communicate well and do they- – and do they carry out their assignments? <laughs> we'll find out. I got us running for 300 and throwing for 300. We will score more than 50, and they may not score a single point. I I hope, I sincerely hope that we do run for 300 or more yards, but I hope we're nowhere near that in passing. Yeah, well, it's going to happen because their deep, their secondary is so bad. Yeah, but but why? And, and again, I go back to this thing unless. You're just so enamored with showing off Aaron Murray's arm, and Coach Bobo apparently is. We're going to do it because we can, old dog. I mean, we're just going to do we, it because we can. We our our offensive line needs all the run blocking practice they can get. <laughs> we 
You don't think we need. You don't think at this point. You don't think some pass blocking practice would also be a good idea? (laughs) Have you already? Have you forgotten the South Carolina game and and uh, Jadavian Clowney? I think a little pass blocking practice might not be a bad idea. This needs to be. This needs to be the 1980 championship game, Sugar Bowl, all over again. One completion, and three and three and three attempts. What chance do you think Tennessee has of beating Alabama this week? None. <laughs> Absolutely none. <laughs> um, okay, then. Well, boy, that was interesting. Um, yeah. I, I really, I tell you, I really do think this Florida South Carolina game is going to be interesting because both, I think Florida, it, it's kind of going to be, hope, well, I think it'll probably be a better game than when we played them. But Florida's going to take away South Carolina's strength, which is their run game. And it's going to be, you know, can Shaw and the receivers, you know, step up and do something? Because I'm telling you, Florida's de- if you watch Florida, Florida's defense is damn tough. Really? They're yeah. very active. They're very active. I will give you that. And, and, and apparently, and apparently, at least in the second half, they communicate very, very well. <laughs> yeah, evidently, it looks that way. <laughs> um, well, I tell you what, we're going to wrap this show up. I, 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 I mean, there, there, there really ain't a whole lot to say. No, I mean, Kentucky, Kentucky is is usually bad, and this year. They're even worse than they usually are. <laughs> and they're not just a little bit worse. They're a lot worse than they usually yeah. are for, lo- for lots of reasons that are that is not Joker Phillips' fault. But I'm not going to say it's completely Joker Phillips' fault. But, yeah, they, they're they're real bad this year. Worst team in the SEC by a wide margin. Oh, by far. Um, I want to talk about Poole for a second. I want to talk about, okay. I want to talk about the, the dog cast. Better, well, I'm going to throw out one more thing. Hopefully – just to just to tweak and just piss our defense off a little bit, I believe Kentucky is the only defense in the SEC ranked lower than ours. Well, you just went there. You I just did. went there, old dog. I did because I'm 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 calling them out. You want a chip on their shoulder, don't you? I absolutely do. Well, I've got I news. Want, I want a picture of an old dog with a red line through it on the on the jersey sleeve. I've got news. Out of the pool this week that I, that I think is kind of cool. I, it's not cool for me, but I, friend of the show, friend of the show, the divine, the voluptuous, the very pregnant Alley Dog. Big, big fan of Alley Dog around the bunker here. And we've given her a lot of shit about uh, her pool picks this year. You yeah. know? I want you to know, Alley Tied for first this week. Tied for first, went 8-0 and on her picks. She didn't win because she lost on the tiebreaker, which she actually, I don't think, should have lost. I mean, it, it, she she did lose on the tiebreaker, but just by a whisker. Allie missed winning the whole pool by just a whisker on the tiebreaker this week. So Allie tied for first. Do you want to know where your humble, humble announcer was tied for 38th tied for last oh man that's holy sad. shit i don't think i've ever been bad i'm in fact one line from the bottom i want because they have a tiebreaker on the bottom as well <laughs> so i'm i'm you second that? no no i'm second to last so i tied for last 
but won on the tiebreaker by a narrow margin of like six wow. points. And that's what kept me off the very bottom line of the pool. I'm next to bottom, and guess who's just above me? No the, the the lovely and voluptuous, but n- not pregnant, Bernie. So me oh. and Bernie tied for last, I mean next to last and third from last, uh, second to last, while Allie enjoying the rare air of the top line of the pool. There you go. She's 8-0 and oh in her picks, and me and Bernie a sucktastic three and five in our picks goodness gracious that's freaking horrible horrible got to do better this week so uh but the winner let's talk about the winner the winner was the diesel 44 express which i kind of dig that name mainly because i can pronounce it diesel 44 express pool winner this week beat Allie in a tiebreaker so uh there you go that's the uh that's the pool winner uh the store and are we being are we being consistent on the way we do this tiebreaker? Because I saw it was called into question on one of the emails. It, it was called into question. You know, it's a computer thing, dude. I have nothing to do with it. You know, but gotcha. I did. Okay. I did forward the rules. It's a very complicated four level. You know, hell, it's a lot like what Mike Slive has to do in the SEC. Um, very complicated, very technical. It's a real tiebreaker. I mean, it, it goes like four levels deep. You know, so. Has to do with uh, your closeness on the winner and closeness on the loser and the difference and all that kind of crap. But anyway, well, all we can ask for is consistency. I think there's it's like, like it's like a major league umpire in a strike zone. There's basically four guys somewhere hunkered down in a damn uh, some cabin out in the woods in Arkansas. They're the only people that care about the uh, they're the only people that care about the tiebreaker. But they deeply, deeply care about the tiebreaker. For God's sakes, old dog, they get they've got a twenty dollar pot every week, twenty whole dollars cash, <laughs> twenty dollars on the table, man. That's serious business. So um, no, we we appreciate our listeners, Lee. I'm just uh, joshing at your expense, dude. But the uh, the the store, the Dogcast store, continues brisk biggest business. I'm going through Bulldog Pop Tarts as fast as I can get them. I can't keep Bulldog Pop Tarts in stock. So uh keep ordering. If you've not gotten your order yet, it's because I'm trying to get crap in stock. But don't let that stop you from sending money. So uh you to no, keep buying to, stuff. Continue <laughs> to send money. You keep buying stuff, I'll keep getting it and shipping it. So just be patient. Your stuff is coming. We've got Rush shirts and stadium cups and Pop-Tarts. I'm working on it, all right? So the store's working. You guys keep buying. I'll keep shipping. Hang in there. Be patient. Your stuff is on the way. Pop-Tarts and, and are what I'm don't, And for, I don't know if we've worked out the, the advertising or not, but I'm going to give another plug to to the Toucan Cafe and the Sweet Potato Cookies. <laughs> we, if you're in Savannah, you need to go buy because whether whether or not – we're getting any money off of their both Damn it, old dog. We haven't worked anything out yet. Don't mention that, man. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going I'm going to plug it. I'm going to plug it anyway. Cuz if nothing else when we're in Savannah we can stop in and get a free meal. Eh, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, we we've not worked out a deal and that's that's my fault. We haven't worked out a deal with our fine Savannah Restaurant Association uh restaurants, but uh, but we we're, we're going to work out something soon on that, I hope. Now, I'm going to throw out, before we go, I'm going to throw out a little, and unfortunately, I can't remember the name, but I'm going to throw out a true story about Neil Armstrong, the first man that walked on the moon. 
Oh hell, where are you going with this? Chris? Well, See, this this is actually funny, and it's something you can you can tell your you can tell your children about. All right. Apparently, we all know what Neil Armstrong said when he landed on the moon. You know, this is one small step for man, one giant step for mankind. Yeah. But when he was getting back onto the little lunar shuttle or whatever it was called, he said, "This is for you." And I can't remember the last name. I'm just going to say Mr. Cavanaugh. It was something along those lines. Gotcha. And years and years, they asked him, what does that mean? And he never would say. Finally, they asked him on like one of his latter birthdays. And he said, well, I guess I can go ahead and say it because Mr. Cavanaugh has passed away. He said, back when I was a 12-year-old kid, we were out playing baseball in the backyard. And we and I hit the ball. Or one of the guys that I was playing with hit the ball into Mr. Cavanaugh's backyard. And when I jumped the fence to retrieve it, the window was open and I heard Mrs. Cavanaugh screaming at Mr. Cavanaugh, sex, you want sex? You'll get sex when that kid in the backyard walks on the moon. <laughs> and, that, and that is a true story. That is a pretty good story, man. I'll give you that. Has nothing to do with Georgia football, but I'll give yeah. you that pretty good story. Good story to end on. Good story to end on considering we're playing Kentucky this week. There you go. 51 to 3. That's my score prediction this week. Old dog, lay it out there. I'm going to go 44 to nothing. 44 to nothing. That's a classic score. I am I am hoping and praying that our defense can pitch a shutout. Let's do it. I'm saying they're going to shut them out of the box, but they will get a field goal. I'm I'm calling for one field goal, but they will not see the end zone. Let's hope. All right, dog fans, thanks for listening. We're going to wrap the show up. As always, guys, we really appreciate you listening. We'll be a lot more wound up for the Kentucky postgame and the Florida pregame. Jacksonville week coming up. Uh, the Dogcast family is heading down. We will be staying, uh, Amelia Island. Here we come. We're going to get it on. I'm excited. It's almost Jacksonville week. We've got one more little game to take care of between here and there. Kentucky coming up, going down. And then it's Operation Overlord, Death from Within. And the Dogs take on the Gators next week. Thanks for listening, Dog fans. Give us a call at 706. 706- three six three zero two one zero or email us at dogcast at gmail dot com. Hit up that PayPal button. You can hit it as many times as you want for donations. You know, donations are unlimited. So uh feel free just to send unlimited dollars for donations this week. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Go dogs.